Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Episode 24 of an Orange and Blue Thing. I'm Brian Ernie. That's Darren Meenan. What up? Thanks for joining us on this lovely, just a lovely June 8th day where everything is fine and we're fine and the Mets are fine and it's fine. It's all fine. Hey, at least they won last night. It's fine. It got a little rocky there. Uh, Another nice wheeler start flushed down the toilet. He, he went pretty deep, though, so they didn't have to go to the bullpen immediately. So true. that was nice to see. That's true. If you want to see my stupid face on my uh, with the green screen and a little behind-the-scenes stuff that I'm going to be shooting, I just have my Instagram live on right now. Nice. So it'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, why not? It'll be fun. So uh, we got Jim Brewer joining us in, in a little bit, but we did uh, insinuate that we do have 14 new caps coming out on Monday. It is our uh, summer of 17 line, we're actually going to start doing collections, which we've never done before. So we're dropping all 14 at once. And all you got to do, if you want a free one, share the show right now. If you're watching us on Facebook Live, we appreciate it. We also like that you listen afterwards you know, to the replay on SoundCloud, iTunes, or whatever. But if you are listening or watching us right now on Facebook Live, share the show. We'll select one of you guys at random at the end, and uh, you'll get your pick of the litter. You just tell us what you want and where you live, and I'll mail you out a free hat. So just share the show right now. Share it. Share it right now. Do it. So we got a big show tonight, but we should start with what happened last night on the game, which is a finally a win. Yeah. You know what? I was actually in the city, um, and I got, to, I got to Penn Station. I missed my train by like three minutes. And, you, you know, if you've ever uh, been there before, you have to wait the extra hour. So yeah. I went to tracks, grabbed a beer, ended up meeting this guy, Kevin, who watches the show. I don't know if he's watching right now, but he's a cook in Manhattan. Cool. He probably has to watch the, the replay because he works, uh, you know, he's like a line cook. So he, he must watch the replay on the way home or whatever. But shout out to him. We, we chopped it up for a little bit, watched some of the game. I got on the train uh, when Wheeler was still pitching and then got the alert that the game was then tied. So another bummer for him. But you know what it is? That's why like wins and losses don't always necessarily count as much when you look at the record of a, of a pitcher. I mean, you know, you want to win. You want to get a W next to your name. But um, it's really like ERA and quality starts and keeping your team in the game, you know. And, and uh, you know, I, we're constantly saying, like, when's Rosario going to come up and this and that. But yeah. the, the Mets, their, their problem isn't runs. They're scoring runs. Uh, the The... the the offense is not the problem. You know, the, the pitching clearly is. And, you know, for we talked about it last week also because uh, DeGrom had a rough start. His start, I guess it was two Fridays ago yesterday, was yeah. sick. Uh, yeah. And then his last two were kind of garbage. And, you know, a couple nights ago you see him in the dugout with Terry's arm around him and trying to, like, console him, which I've never really seen Terry do before. But, you know, he's a mush. But um, Terry's, he's a yeah, softie. Terry's, you know, Terry's he gets, softie, you know he he, like, after the no-hitter, he was crying. Like, you know, he's, he's soft. But yeah. uh, that's not a bad thing. You know, it's not, not a, you know. It's a good thing to men be in, can touch, cry. Yeah, to men be in can touch cry. with all yeah, yeah, yeah. what's with going your, on. With your here. emotions. But, um, oh, cheers, man. Oh, hell yeah, man. If you're watching, cheers to you. If you're listening later, cheers to you also. So uh, what happened this week? Are you doing anything like off, off the baseball beaten path? Like what else is going on? Uh, not really. I have a really big itch to play uh, baseball again. I saw that. You wrote something. Uh, uh, I really want to hit baseballs hit right baseballs. now. I want to take BP. I want to like. I think you know what it is. You're trying to get your swing back for softball. I, you know, it's two different things, though, because people are asking like, oh, do you want to like you're going to practice for softball? And I was like, I'm going to have to practice for softball because when we were playing wiffle ball. Like I reacted and then I reacted and then I reacted <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then I yeah. swung and I was still early. Yeah. So you don't get you, it's, it's hard. Slow it's hard. You know, we we don't have concrete details yet, but we're not keeping you guys in the dark. We don't really know either, but it's definitely going to happen as far as the softball uh, tournament is concerned. Yeah. But you know what it is? Like I love how many people are talking shit already. I love it. Man. You know, it's it's cool because it's part of it's part of sport to, to you know to uh, have some competition and, and and competitive banter with your team, not your teammates, your your rivals. You know, yeah. and now you know Keith actually we. 
for the record, I not throwing you under the bus. I didn't want to be in charge of a team. Keith and I hugged it out at the and, tailgate. Uh, I got selected to be on your team. It's not like we left anybody out, but like Lizzie and, and Adam, like I don't know what team I'm going to be. I'm like, don't look at me. I have nothing to do with it. So you know, um, I just felt like what I felt when I was putting my team. First of all, I have a couple guys that I miss playing with. Yeah. So I just love how many guys are like, no, no problem. Like you know, our team's going to wipe the floor with you. You know what I mean? Like how many people are so confident? They, I'm, I'm. I'm not confident, but right. I talk shit on purpose just right. to get people pissed off. Like, right. you know, Rocky hits me up, and I, Rocky's probably a better player than me, but Rocky's like, what kind of pitching is it going to be? What kind of balls are they going to use? I'm like, dude, it's yeah, not like that know. serious, but don't worry. It's slow pitch on your end, so yeah. you can hit it. You know, yeah. like, you're like, don't worry, Rocky. Like, you have Rocky's a got some skills. He's got some chops. I'm I, sure saw he him, does. I saw him in the parking lot. I'm sure he does, but you know what I mean? I'm not a, a very good athlete besides, like, BMX. But, uh, it's okay. We'll pick you up. Yeah, that's no problem. It's it's one of those things that, like, I didn't. I didn't put it together with the intention of like omitting anybody, especially people we see all the time. But the thing is, is that like Keith's helping us organize it. So, you know, Keith's going to play, you know, space is going to be limited. So I wanted to like try to reach out to some guys. You know what it is too? Like we might like, even though we are organizing it, it's going to have to be a lottery system. I think too many people are going to want to play. Yeah. So I don't know how it's going to work. I mean, I'm not saying that we're, we're shoo-ins. I mean, you should be because we're organizing it, but like, um, I want to try to, I want, what I was trying to do, right. Keep it fair. And like also try to, there are some people that have come to me, come with me to like one game, which we so, also which is, just in, in, in fun. not to change the subject, but we also are going to show off that commercial that we filmed at City Field with Jim Brewer. Oh, so yeah. you know, to tie it all in together, we're going to show the commercial. It was a Citibank commercial, um, and the same thing in, in the nature of keeping it fair. An email was sent out to the Seven Line Army season ticket holders, and the first thirty to reply got to go. So it wasn't like we handpicked in Dart, and and you know I did tell you, you know, completely honest, I did tell you about it. But like, um, it, it was a lot of people were there that I don't necessarily even really know that well. Like Tim's in the front row. Yeah. Um, I met him before, but I, I don't know him. I don't know his yeah. phone number and stuff like that. But he was there, and he and he's front and center. Wait till you see the yeah, <laughs> it's cool. But you know what? We had to do that. What like ninety takes, eighty? No, oh, maybe not that many. Maybe like forty, fifty it takes. It was a good two hours. Yeah, but it's we like okay, cheer, for. pretend there's a home yeah, run, and we're like, I got on my dad because he was doing a lot of the fist pumping, a lot of the roving fist <laughs> pumping yeah. too. I started doing the sprinkler. Yeah, uh, you know, because you know what it was. I was kind. I knew I was going to be the out of focus guy in the back, so I didn't really care. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But uh, a lot of people that do um, sit with us were kind of front and center. So we'll show you that in a little bit cool. uh besides that SNY thing was last night yeah how was that it was so to recap i, I darren didn't mention what he was actually doing you went to i didn't open, even know what i was doing either but, yeah, but it, was, <laughs> it was billed to you as an open house at the new studio yeah right? SNY moved from midtown to world trade center and i guess uh this was their first year there they, they moved there a couple months ago and um i guess they invite people to go to it so yeah. i got the invite and you know i'm not going to say no to pastor d'oeuvres in an open bar sure and with that view obviously i haven't been down there in quite some time actually it took some time after the event too to look around i've never actually uh visited the I saw you and yeah like, ground zero yeah visited the uh, memorial and, and i took that in and I, you know it's not to be a, a downer here but it's it's so many years later but at I, i'm i guarantee that was like 10 o'clock at night i guarantee at no minute throughout the day is there not like a family member there like touching a name saying a prayer you know it's horrible but you know it, it's crazy that 40 feet away across the street and 50 floors up. We were up there having like time of our lives. You go downstairs and you're like, wow, man, like this is something that you're never going to forget. But in a, in a way that's, that's good. That's, that's life. You know what yeah, I mean? No, you yeah. have to, you have to, but, right, uh, right. but it's nice when you're able to kind of pause and remember what's, what's kind of come before you, especially when it's something tragic like that. Oh, so, of course, of course. But yeah, no, that's, I mean, I saw, and I saw your, a post on Instagram, the 343 thing. 
Do you know what that means? Some I, people don't ask, know what that I, means. I don't. I was going to ask you. Yeah, about the it. number 343 is the, the number of firemen that passed away that day. Okay. So it was weird when I got home and I went and looked on Instagram again. It yeah. was at 343, yeah. which is kind of creepy and, you know. Well, what's you know, the, the, the odds are? Because then I refreshed it. It was three. Not, I don't get so many Instagram likes, but I refreshed like a minute later, and it was like three, whatever, yeah. three fifty, whatever. It's so I'm weird. like, wow! I, like the second I looked at it, it was three forty three. Well, we both might have tipped our hand here, but I believe in that stuff. So like, I, I, people were I saying, too. I saw, I was, I watched. We both watched back the show to make sure it came off okay, and like I see the comments roll through, and it's like, oh, the eight thing. That was uh, just a series of coincidences. Okay, cool. No, people are like you're reaching real. You're really reaching here, and I'm like, not really. Like that was well, first like, of all, you didn't make it up. Yeah. Right. So, so right, right, there's right. that. And also, like, that's fine if you don't want to believe in that stuff, but whatever. Right, right, right. So I do. So right. whatever. Anyway. Sorry. Moving around. Thanks, thanks SMY. It was fun. Um, I got a tour of the studios from um, Doug. Doug oh, cool. from, the, from the show. He gave, yeah. me, he gave me a tour. I was like, is it cool that I bring beer in here? He's like, not really, but. <laughs> but yeah, whatever. Like, it's it's <laughs> yeah. kind of okay now. So Just like, don't dump it on a camera or something yeah, like that. But you could tell, like, when, I, when we were walking through the tour, the people that actually worked there from, on a day to day basis yeah. were like. Yeah, they like, like saw the beer and they're like, uh, "This is expensive stuff here, man. Like, be careful, you know." I'm like, it's, "Don't worry, I'm a pro." It's a trip to to go on those sets, man. Mrs. Met was there though. I saw Mrs. Met is my homegirl. I think that's got to be the shirt now. Mr. Met's my homeboy. You're the man in charge, my has friend. Has been popular for a couple of years now, so I think Mrs. Met is my homegirl. Has to happen. Okay. And it, I don't think that's just popular with the girls either. I think I would rock that. I would rock that. Yeah, I might rock that before Mr. Met is my homeboy. You don't have one? I don't actually. All right. Well, I'd, 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 I think I got to get back to the. I mean, it's a very basic design. I'll probably make it pretty similar to the other one, but cool. uh, I guess that's coming soon. And also, if you joined us, uh, if you were late, share the show right now. We're going to pick one of you guys out to win a free hat at the end of the show. So it's like do a, it. It's like a forty dollars gift. Do it. Do it. So we did put a poll up on the orange and blue thing. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to be on point tonight. Yeah, that is on point. I burped. That's real life. Uh, on the orange and blue thing Twitter account, which is actually orange blue thing because orange and blue thing is too long. So like that if you haven't so far. But the poll was, which some people actually like had beef with, but whatever. The poll was, who's your favorite guy currently in the Mets television? Wait, 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 wait. Why did, would somebody have a problem? How with could that? you pick? How could you try to talk shit to one about one of the guys? I'm like, remember not. You can have a favorite. You know, like we were talking about on on uh, Instagram Live before this. Just because you pick a favorite player or a favorite flavor of ice cream or a favorite beetle doesn't mean you don't like the collective. So, but who's like your favorite the, beetle? I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> okay. But whatever. You know, like you could say, uh, you know, in a band. Whatever. I don't really care that much about music to have a favorite artist in the band. But like, who's your favorite Nirvana member? Um, probably Grohl. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I just think he's like the most talented, you know. But yeah. whatever. So anyway, well, right now his career is doing better than Kurt. Right. Well, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, they should look into that though. I think there's a documentary about the whole scene and uh, Courtney Love and all that stuff. But a lot of sketchy shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's Shoemaker like, told me about dude, it. Dude, one of the yeah, one of the great ninety. 90s conspiracy theories of all time. Yeah. Anyway, so back to the topic. Um, you didn't think this is about baseball, do you? <laughs> Who's your favorite guy in the Mets booth? And you know, people are right. It does. It teamwork makes the dream work, like the old the old saying goes. And I think if uh, one of the chips aren't there that day, then obviously the the broadcast does lack a little bit. I think the three of them together are great, best in baseball, in my opinion. Agreed. Um, and you know what it is too. I don't think that fill-ins get a fair shake. You know, Scott Braun, a younger guy. Um, I agree with that. But he's very professional. And it's the kind of thing where like people see his photo like, oh, he's just a kid. You know, what does he know? And like they talk shit instantly. Yeah. But it's like Scott Braun's great. He filled in the past couple of nights. How old is Scott Braun? He's got to be in his 20s. Like, yeah. Yeah. 20. True story. Yeah. I don't know. Look it up. Yeah. But uh, so Scott Braun's been filling in. And, you know, last year, Gary Apple or Ron did play by play. Kevin Burkhardt's done play by play. I 
Cohen, but no one's Gary Cohen or Harry Rose. So, sure. you know, no one gets a fair shake. But anyway, the question was, who's your favorite guy currently in the Mets television booth? It was a poll on our Twitter account. A little over 3,000 people voted. Keith won with 1,609 votes. Second place was Gary with 31%, 941 votes. And third was Ron with 16%, 487 votes. And, you know, I think that Keith, I, I voted for Keith, but Keith can't run the show by himself. Obviously, Gary is the glue that holds everything together, but I love when Keith's there because of just... <sighs> Yeah. You know, he's he's great. Uh, the mechanisms that come out, the stuff that he says, the things that like he says, and you're kind of like, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you should really be what saying about, that. Remember in San Diego when he got himself in trouble back in the he said early something days? about a hot dog. Or... It was uh, it was the the female trainer. That was a big thing. But Keith Keith has always bounced back. But Keith, that's who he is, Keith and that's made why of Teflon. Well, that's why it's so. Keith is never Ill, like intent like there were never bad intentions from Keith. It's always just whatever's going and it's unvarnished. But you're also there for like three way more than three hours, how long baseball goes these days. Plus, you know, pregame stuff and then maybe extra innings or whatever. They're there for a long time. And I'm sure doing it as long as they've been doing it, sometimes they probably like I almost sometimes forget that the camera's on. And we're not we've been doing this for twenty something weeks. Yeah. They're doing it for freaking decades. Yeah, you're doing You know, so I think that sometimes Things slip, and of course, not not in like too bad of a way. No, like, I don't think any of them have said anything too bad. Do you do you have a favorite? I, I voted for Ronnie because, and I know that's it came in third place, but maybe even for because I think more so because you're a stats guy. I'm a and he's more of like the game and like the mechanics of stuff and whatever. Yeah. Like Keith's there for comedy. Um, obviously Gary Gary's running the show, knows everything, right. and and Ron is like your kind of guy. Ronnie's like a. He, we have a similar approaches to baseball, so I mean, I, which I, gosh, I mean, that's kind of me giving myself a compliment because he's an Ivy League guy and he's an ex-pro player. So, but he just like views the game in a, in a similar way. But also, he is so improved from where he was because before he came on um, to the SMY telecast, he was actually with the Nationals for a year, and. It was not an easy go for him. I heard a couple because we used to have the baseball package or whatever, and I used to watch the Nationals games because it was new. It was like their inaugural season, two thousand five. It was rough. Like he, I was like, wow, I love Ron Darling, but the, I don't know if he's cut out for this. And when he came to SMY, he just on a dime turned. Probably it around. feel like you're home. You know what I mean? Like it probably feels like yeah. I think that's know, part of it. You're back with your with your squad, and you know you're sitting next to your ex teammate, and you're surrounded by fans that you're beloved. You know. Mm -hmm. But yeah. speaking of the Nationals, did you see? Do you follow Ray Knight? Oh no, I don't. But I he, think that's he had mostly some beef. He, the, yeah, the he, national stuff. Yeah, but like he actually wrote something like, you know, I broke up with the Mets, and you know, whatever. It was a bad break, and I loved my time there. But the Mets fans are giving me like crap on Twitter. Like he kind of like went in a couple of nights ago on right. Mets fans. Um, I was going to ask him to be on the show, and then I read all that. But right. uh, yeah, so um, do you have a favorite like all time? All time. Well, Howie Rose, all time. But. Um, obviously Bob Murphy's got to be there too. I mean, Bob Murphy is the, I feel like in a lot of ways, the soul of this organization, you know, he, he was sort of the soundtrack of summer for everybody, uh, you know, certainly like guys like our dad's age and all that stuff. My dad, uh, I know he holds a pretty valuable connection to my grandmother with Bob Murphy's voice and all this stuff, you know, it's, it's a, it's a very family kind of thing. And I mentioned on a really earlier episode that I, that I wrote Howie Rose an email, um, prior to him. Oh, yeah. And uh, what I said to him is like, you are to my dad and me what Bob Murphy was to my dad and my grandma. So like, and that was how I kind of tied it all together at the end, which I don't want to go on about that. <laughs> but like, that was, 
and you know that I know he was complimented by that, but uh, those two were my all time favorites. And I love Gary. I mean, uh, Gary should get a lot of credit here because we talked about it today. Met, you know, Gary and Howie are modern day Mets royalty, and um, I know that they are consulted on important decisions for the organization, like who goes into the Mets Hall of Fame and what. I know, I you know they were even talked about about. Um, I know this for a fact that when they were talking about uniform changes that they were consulted and all this stuff. So you think about that and two fans of the organization for so long um, to have to be working in it and then to just perfectly be the soundtracks of our summer. I think I th- we're just so lucky. We, yeah, no, we always uh, have 100%. Been. We always have. If been. you ever, you know, during spring training, if, if the, the Mets aren't covering the game that day and you use the at bat app and you have to suffer Ugh. through the three or four hours of the the away team's broadcast it's horrible very bad horrible yeah. um but yeah so i'm you know on a personal note i've never actually met keith like we brushed shoulders when we were in san francisco two years ago and he got out of a camera like hey, like you know we like totally fangirls but he was like you know with his briefcase and he was, was zipped by but i've never really i've you know seen gary at spring training never really spoke to him but ron actually came to our warehouse like two three weeks yeah. ago and i wasn't there well, you were with me we were here yeah i was gonna say we were doing the morning we were here show. doing that tuesday morning show which actually was very well received but uh, oh we're moving i signed the lease oh yes congratulations thank you so we'll get that in a second so yeah we did the morning show that that week and i missed it ron came to the warehouse but lizzie said he was awesome so like they chatted for a while like he hung out we have a big banner that we're gonna because we knew we were eventually gonna move but we have a big banner that we're having people sign so like anyone who comes happens to come by like reyes alfonso you know ron darling whatever we're gonna try to fill that and hang it up in the new spot but yeah we signed the lease so this show is moving the warehouse is officially moving to Hopog. Uh, we signed the lease. Some construction has to be done before we can move, but if you don't know where Hopog is, it's the middle of Long Island, like around exit 53-ish, which is great for me because now my commute is now going to cut down from like three hours a day in the car to like 40 minutes, 40, 50 minutes a day in the car. Yep. Uh, so Lizzie, unfortunately, has to travel a little bit. She's going to be about 30, 35 minutes away, and I'm like 20 minutes away, so almost in the middle. But That's good. Where the space is like twice the size of it is, as it is now, and a lot of people were saying, "Okay, is it going to be a store? Is it going to be like a brick and mortar?" And it's not going to be, but we are going to open at least once a month. Cool. Uh, we're hoping the plan is at least once a month to open up, probably on weekends, because we're in a we're in a building. We don't want to um, take over the whole parking lot for the rest of our you know the people that are in the building. Um, we got Jim Brewer calling. I'll text him and tell him we're we're not ready for him yet. But not quite. Almost, Jim. Almost. So um. Anyway, before we move on, I do want to give a shout out quickly to the Instagram account of the booth because it's pretty interesting to follow. And uh, talk about it for a second. I'm going to text Jim. Yeah, we they had quite the interesting experience the other night in Texas when they called for an Uber and this freaking I don't even what I don't know what kind of truck this is, but it was awesome. I can't so I didn't, can't see the badge, but it's like this massive. <laughs> quad cab truck on a lift kit it's fantastic um but you get some nice behind the scenes i think i figured out that uh it looks like maybe a silverado it looks like i think that ronnie might be running it maybe no ronnie's in the passenger seat so, no i mean uh the account oh i don't know i talked to someone last night i don't think any of the guys really run it i think what happens Everybody is they they just send photos and yeah. like someone puts it up but cool. the um yeah, so the, what the, what I like about that is you're getting a behind the scenes look at the booth, you know, and you know everyone follows S and Y, I'm sure, uh, but the Instagram account is something that they're just trying to incorporate this year because, like the show, if you don't 
not conform with the times, but if you don't stay with what's going on, then you get left in the dust. You know, so it's cool that they have something going on besides just the, just the show because people like to see behind the curtain. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Come on. So before we have Jim Brewer on, we are going to discuss this commercial that we got invited for. Uh, it was at City Field. If you've ever seen the commercial of the guy and the girl, they just get a, they just finish up with a date, yeah. and the guy says like, "I'm not going to call you," and she's like, "I'm going to send you a text or whatever it is." Yeah. Like people being just honest. Wouldn't it be great if people? Said what, said what they thought, thought or whatever. Yeah. So um, Jim Brewer was was the star. There was a couple other actors there, and we were invited. So there was 30 of us there. We were basically just extras to be behind them. But it was a really cool experience, and um, it, it was it was fun. Yeah. It was a good time. They told us, like, don't talk too much about it before we're ready to promote it. So we, we kind of... Talked about it a little bit, but we didn't show any photos. They actually said don't shoot photos, but people were anyway. It's like impossible to be in that situation and not shoot a picture. I didn't. Really? I, I took a couple. I want to make sure that I complied with all the rules. I sniped a couple, but um, yeah, I do want to show off the commercial because a couple of people that do sit with us are in it, which is really cool. I mean, I'm just a blurry guy in the back. I don't know if you're in it. I didn't. We're going to have to like go frame by frame to like pick out our, our friends here. But without further ado, we are going to show the commercial now, and then we're going to give uh, Jim a shout. So here we go. Cliche advice from an unathletic fan. Completely overreacting. Making up a stat so everyone thinks I know what I'm talking about. Never doubted you. I have no idea what's going on. Wouldn't it be great if everyone said what they meant? The City Double Cash Card does. It lets you earn double cash back with 1% when you buy and 1% as you pay. The City Double Cash Card. Double means double. So yeah, thanks for, thanks to City for inviting us. That was a really cool experience. I've never been in a commercial before. I did I did do a couple TV things back in the day. Did you? Did I tell you about the thing I did for um, TRL? No. Are you kidding me? No. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, go. Yeah, I got my makeup done next to Carson Daly in like 2000, 2000 probably. That's awesome. There was a show called VJ for a Day. Wait, yeah. And b- oh, by the way, just quickly. Don't know, I never talked to you about this? No, because I'm a total TRL, Mark. If you are <laughs> saying that you don't like TRL, if you're anywhere around still, our age. Is there age, still TRL? I don't know. But if you didn't like it from like 98 to like 2000, 2001, you're lying. <laughs> you're lying to yourselves, which is most important. Yeah, so there was a show called, on TRL. There was a, a thing that they would do before TRL started called VJ for a day. So basically, you could try out to be a VJ. And if you, there was a competition. There was three people involved. You would have to like introduce a um, introduce a segment. Um, you know, talk about your favorite artist. I said, I I did say Britney Spears is a dope piece of eye candy on live television. So, <laughs> so um, I won two of the three days. You had to win three days to get hired. Okay, and then. Back, I remember this. The yeah. voting back then, you had to call a phone, like a hotline. I can't believe it. was like 2000. Two, it was a long time ago. You're, you're explaining it to me. I remember this vividly. <laughs> I would race So if I would have won that third day, there'd be no seven line, and we wouldn't be sitting here right now, because I would be, well, thank God for that. be doing some stuff with uh, Carson Daly. But God, I want to find this. This has got to be on YouTube. Shu had an, his dad had, was like, is it TiVo? Was TiVo yeah. the... Yeah, well, I don't, not around anymore, right? It's not around anymore. So he was like the first person to have Same TV. thing. We had like and it was ultimate TV. I don't know where it is now. I think I had it on a VHS tape somewhere. But anyway, I'm going to call Jim and we're going to get this interview started. Oh, my God. I can't <laughs> wait to see that. It's got to be on YouTube. I would love. I, I've, it's impossible. It, it's got to be. It's got to be. Ted Berg's uh, Jack in the Box commercials on YouTube. It, oh, really? Yeah. I'll tell you the story about that. 
All right, it's time to welcome in our next guest. This guy has over 20 years of stand-up comedy experience, and he's been named one of Comedy Central's 100 greatest stand-ups of all time. Yeah, I know. You're going to have to sit through this and deal with it, my friend. You've also seen him in films such as The Cold Favorite Half-Baked, among others, and on TV, on Saturday Night Live, most recently Kevin Can Wait. He is currently on his comedy tour, The Family Warrior, and you can catch him on his weekly podcast right after the show, apparently. I didn't, we didn't even know that for the time yeah. slot. Yeah, The Metal in Me, which airs Thursdays from 7 to 8 on Opie Anthony on Sirius XM Radio. It's our buddy and big Mets fan, Jim Brewer. Jim, what's up, man? How are you guys doing? What's going on? Just hanging out, drinking beers, talking about the Mets. We're sorry to embarrass you <laughs> and, and run you through your, uh, your, your, your career in a, in a second. No, it's, so it's that whole, uh, you know, he was one of the top 100. Hey, dude, it was on your website. No. Is that on my website? Is that thing still on my site? <laughs> yeah, he was doing his research before we got it's, on. I do my research on this that stuff, was man. No, no, it was on in the about section. See? Really? Yeah. Oh, see. That's annoying. All right, I have to change all that. <laughs> you should be proud of that. That's a good oh, thing. Oh, that's that's all nonsense. That's that was taken ten years ago before. None of that means anything, dude. As a PR it's, guy, I got to tell you that you got you got to sell yourself, man. No, no, no. I, 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 I don't know. All right, well, <laughs> let's start this. Uh, let's crank this up by asking you the question we ask everyone who comes on the show: um, How did you become a Mets fan, and uh, who were your favorite players growing up? I always try to figure out how I became a Mets fan. I think it's I grew up in Long Island, and I do remember watching the Yankees as a kid and the Mets. And this is where I'm trying to figure out. Cause I remember imitating Mickey rivers. This, this is like 72, 73. I was maybe four years old. And, but I, I, I'm trying to determine why I fell in love with the Mets. Cause my whole family's met. There's not one Yankee in the entire brewer Inc family organization <laughs> anywhere. You're not going to find one. So I think it was eight songs. I love Meet the Mets. A little kid. <laughs> it's a very appealing to a little child. Greet the Mets. Step right up there. Bring your kitties. So that was better than. I remember that. And I remember the Yankee announcers were dull. They were just. You had Phil Rizzuto. It was like, holy cow, but that's only if something happened. Right. Where Lindsey Nelson and Bob Murphy, and then I fell in love with Tom Seaver, Jerry Grody, John Matlack, Jerry Kuzman, John Milner, Wayne Garrett, so Rusty Staub, Cleon Jones, Bob Apodaca. So I, I would go around the corner where I lived, and they would have baseball cards in three packs. And my mom would give me like a quarter a day for school juice, which I never bought. I would save them so I could buy the three packs at the end of the week. And um, all I would want to do is collect all the Mets. So once once I collected all the Mets, I was a happy camper. And um, I, guess, I guess that was that year. Because I also remember Buddy Harrelson getting his face punched by Pete Rose. And Rusty started running into a wall. So that's 73. I was four years old, just turned five is when I remember very distinctively all the Mets and me rooting for the Mets. You got to be. 
So you gotta believe Friday. here. Then the bad years came, bro. Oh. Bad years. Grant's tomb years. That's before our time. That's before we we didn't have to live through that. Uh, luckily, but. Uh, yeah, so you did bring up announcers there for a second. So we actually ran a poll before we had you on, and it was all about uh, the current Mets booth, who's your favorite, and I actually picked Keith. My buddy here picked Ron, and uh, we know that you actually had the, the, the honor to be in the booth, uh, I think it was 2015, uh, for like an inning, yes. for an inning or two with the Granderson home run and all that. So yeah. if you had to pick, is it, easy, is, it, is it more of like a collective, like they're the best booth in baseball, or, or do you think it's a fair question to say who's your favorite in the booth? Do you think you could no, pick it's, one? It's fair to say who's your favorite. I. It's a tough question. I, I, I it is a tough question. I would the current day. I think I would go with Ronnie That's, because he, he 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 seems to just. I, I like that he knows. Not that he knows more. Where uh, Keith Keith is more entertaining to me. Yeah. He's like, you know, see, no, that's that's not good. That's, <laughs> it, I like, I like Keith makes me laugh because he'll talk more as like, just so, I'm so discouraged by what I just saw, Ronnie. I mean, tis tisk. I mean, where, where was where was Reyes on that play? Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Well, okay, I'm going to embarrass you again for a second here because yeah. uh, I'll give you a little bit of a compliment. Um, I think the reason why your game recap videos resonate with a lot of Mets fans is because, um, for what it's worth, most celebrities don't seem as down to earth. I think you seem, for a lack of a better term, to be like a man of the people. You know what I mean? So, but and I mean that in a in a genuine, sincere way. So you, when you when you're watching the Mets, you seem like a Long Island kid, just like us. Like I'm I'm from Long Island, same thing. And yes. like you, you love yeah. the Mets. So I'm wondering though if when you're when you are famous, okay? Um, yeah. Does that present when you go out to a ball game or whatever? Does that present like a challenge, or is it just fun? Is it just fun to be around people? Uh no, it's fun. You you definitely have to. Uh... You, you, you have to uh, – here, put it as a waiter. Mm-hmm. Years ago when I was a waiter, a real good waiter said, you have to control the tables. So how do you do that? What do you, what do, you do? He goes, you control the tables or they're going to drive you nuts <laughs> nonstop. You can't go to a table and you say, uh, okay, can I get anyone any something? And then two people order drinks and now you got five other tables. And then you come back and they go, you know what? I want a drink too. No, 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 you're going to be out of your mind all night. You have to go up to a table and go, I'll be right back to take a drink order, and then we'll talk appetizers and dinner. I'll be back. I have to go to some other table. So you're already setting the tone of, listen, I'm going to get you stuff when I need to get stuff. The same thing with this now. The the first year, it's – what baffles me is it could be – Three and two count, Cespedes is up, and the base is loaded. Jim, can I get a picture? <laughs> what's wrong with you? What's, are you watching the game? Wait. And I, I won't even look at them. I will not even look at them. Right. So if it's during the game, I won't even look at you. And I'll if, if I hear please for my kid, I'll say, in between innings, bro. Yeah. In between innings, that's bro. That's fair. Don't, don't interrupt the no, game. No, that's totally that's fair. That's totally fair. You know, and you, you and do so a great I'll, job I'll of do it. do that. But I'm a little baffled how 
meatheads would be like, hey, uh, I'm like, dude, it's, it's full count. What are you doing? <laughs> That's what are you how, doing? That's this how guy we, gets it, too. That's how we... No, not yes, like that. Do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Making t-shirts and being Jim Brewer are not even on the and, and same wavelength. I'm but, just saying that you get that, too. Well, I do talk to a lot of people at the outings. But Am I got, the least modest person on this <laughs> three-person podcast right now? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, yeah. No, but you do a great job of it. You know, you've been on a few... Been to a few outings with us. You know, uh, you came to San Diego... Obviously, yeah. uh, we were there for Bartolo's home run. Um, and I can't thank you enough Washed. for taking time out to speak with Josh, too, because a lot of that made it into the documentary that we, that we did. So, oh, um, that was a ball. And Josh yeah. is the man. So, you know, he's yeah. easy to work with as well. But, you know, you came to San Diego. You came to Baltimore. You've been to D.C. with us twice. And, yeah. you know, I watch. I see how people act with you and stuff. And I think, you know what it is? They get their, they get their photo and they kind of let you chill, you know, like. And then they're cool. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I was trying to tell That's people, like, you know, this guy's not going to want to chill with us if you just bother him all day, you know? Like, just fucking get your photo. <laughs> you know, Anthony Furia's got to get at least 10 selfies and then, like, you know, move on, you know? But, yeah, but, we you know, we really appreciate how cool you've been with us, you know? And, like, obviously, uh, it takes a lot to want to be on a bus with us for, you know, nine hours for a game to Baltimore. But you know what? The, the two games that you came with us to D.C., we lost. But we did win in Baltimore, and we did win in San Diego. So those were both sick games. And That's to, true. And to be there, and to be there yeah, obviously. Obviously, look, we got the Bartolo Colonna. You know you can't see it on your camera here, but we got the, the bobblehead here. I don't know if you can oh. see it, but it's actually it's a bobblehead and a bobble stomach as well. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> that awesome. And it says on the bottom, uh, oldest player ever to hit his first home run. So um, just knocked over Kevin McReynolds, yeah. a theme in Mets history. But you know, it was super cool to be there. What timing? You know, what what luck to choose that we're going to go to that game when we saw that. You know, we saw history. So um, anyway, so talking about the shows a little bit, I went to your family friendly show in uh, Huntington last year with my wife. I brought the baby and everything, oh, and yeah. I, and I loved it so much because your routine. It's it, a lot of people can relate to it. It's not just about. Um, you know, you have some stories in there about your celebrity side of your life, but also stuff with your family. And I think a lot of people can, can relate to that. So uh, I'm curious though, do you do the family version uh, at a lot of your stops or was that like a special thing for Long Island? No, 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 no. You, you came to the super family version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the five o'clock one. Yeah, it was an uh, early one. But do you, do you typically do that? Or do you, do you sometimes forget that you're doing the family one and be like, oh shit. No, I got- I, I'm like that all the time. Yeah. I'm like that all the time. I, th- I think another thing that started popularity outside of the tri-state area was people go, you, he didn't even, he didn't drop an F-bomb and he wasn't, it's just, I, I could have brought my, well, I was afraid. I didn't I thought he was talking about pot for nine hours or <laughs> do the goat or I didn't know what to expect. And so once they, once they kind of realize I'm very relatable and I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not I'm not dirty on stage. You know, you don't it's not cringe. Nothing wrong with that humor. But uh that's just that's just me. I'm the Long Island street guy in the garage waiting for you to come over and I'd be like, You ain't gonna believe what's going on in this house. <laughs> that is that that's the whole act. Speaking um, of dealing pe- with people in public, did you see Seinfeld and uh, I guess that girl Kesha the other day? She tried to give him a hug and he goes, uh, no thank you. Like <laughs> He was doing an interview, and she kind of butt in. She's like, hey, you know, I love you. Can, can I get a hug? And he's like, no, sorry. Like, and then she walked away, and the reporter goes, do you know who that was? And he's like, no, I have no idea, but I wish her good luck. <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious. You got to look it up. Oh, oh that's goodness. awesome. It was, it was great. It was uh, great. Yeah, I'd really rather not. <laughs> it's a very expensive suit. And this is a very, very important interview. <laughs> 
<laughs> Orange and Blue Thing, episode 24. We're talking with Jim Brewer. Um, I'm glad you brought up Half-Baked because uh, there's got to be some, like you said, baggage that goes al- along with having that role. Um, is is that movie-wise, is that, I guess, maybe what you're – I don't I want to say is that what you're most proud of. Do you have a role that you're most proud of? Is it is it because uh, Half-Baked kind of has this cult following or is it something else that we're not thinking of? Uh, yeah, no, that one is really my only one I got to do. I thought I was going to be, uh, I really thought I'd have leather pants and kangaroo. I thought I'd have like 500 acres with llamas and giraffes <laughs> and wild animals and monkeys and, you know, making uh 15 million, a, a flick. I'm still waiting for that call. I don't know what happened. Um, but I knew I, I was super excited about that role because, I I was taking acting lessons the whole time. I would fly home to my acting coach and I think everyone just thought I was high the whole movie. And that, that's the (laughs) only thing that used to bother me. Yeah. I was going to say, does that bother you? Like people, people have to come up to you and ask you like to smoke or something like that. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, no, but Hey, trust me. I had fun back in the day. Let's not kid ourselves. (laughs) Right. Um, But once, once I had kids and stuff, yeah, those days kind of, uh, fizzled out and I'm, I'm waiting patiently for the last one to get out of the house <laughs> mine's two I'm, you know mine's I'm, seven months so yeah, you we, know. we both have young ones here so. we got an hourglass running over here you know <laughs> i haven't slept in nine weeks i sleep on the floor every night actually to be honest because the baby started jumping out of the crib so the only way to keep her in the bed is to lay on the floor so i've been doing that <laughs> yeah i've been doing that for the past nine weeks so oh, God. by the third one you just be like hey Go to bed. <laughs> Cut it out. You don't. trying to sleep. No one slept in his house. You gonna turn the light out? You look at you. Do you cry yourself to sleep? You're another five minutes. You'll shut up. Well, you mean I can put the, all these books down that say I'm gonna oh, God, hurt my yes. child forever? All right, my so my wife is watching now. So crawl. You do the body crawl outside the room. <laughs> Shh. Shh. I think she's sleeping. Quiet. Forget that, man. With the I, with the sound thing. <laughs> oh God, she's she's moving. She's, or the she's or Jim, I got the. Let's go check up on her. I got the white noise machine in my room. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, by the third one, you're like, hey, hey, get to bed. Oh, no. o'clock, Mom and I are tired. You guys shut up too. This, if you're not a new dad, we apologize because this is the funniest thing in yeah, the world. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll take your advice tonight. My wife's watching right now. So tonight we're just going to let her cry and uh, sorry. Can I, I, I got to be honest with you. The, and the, the, the second one, I think it was the second one, someone told us, like, are you out of your minds? You, what's wrong with crying? Let him cry. First night, oh, my God. She cried probably 40 minutes. And my wife like, don't go in there. The second, by the second, third night, it was down to 20 minutes. Don't go in. By the end of the first week, you put her down in bed. She was out. It was awesome. <laughs> it's just that we hate hearing, ah, ah, oh, my God, I'm here. You know, like you think they're going to be jacked behind some garbage pail when they're 11 going, my father was never there when he... When I, when I was crying. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, 
a little bit back to the Mets here. So I was actually at the game in 2015. Scherzer was starting, and um, that was the day that you started your recaps. Yes. So, like, how did that really, like, come about? Like, how did you decide opening day 2015 okay. you were going to just go for this? Because, you know, if you remember, Bartolo Colon started that game, and there was so much shit in Mets, Mets Twitter lands. Like, Bartolo Colon yeah. starting, he won the game, and Scherzer lost. But, and that was, like, your first one, right? Was that the first yeah. one? Yes. So here's what happened. Here's the real deal story of where it all came. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you get into the story, you did. You're not going to be able to hear this, but I'm going to play a clip right now. Your recap the other day. We weren't there, and you called us out. So hold on. I got to play that really quick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got to call out the Seven Line Army. He's walking out in the ninth inning. They're leaving in the ninth inning. Darren, you need to talk to them. Yeah, so at the end of, <laughs> So at the end of that you said, Darren, I'm gonna have to wor- have, gonna have to have a word with you. But those were like yeah. little kids. It was a day game. It wasn't an outing. Yeah. They just happened to be wearing orange. So they I'm my, me off with the my orange, phone, man. my phone starts blowing up. Jim Brewer's talking shit. He's calling you out. I'm like, it's not even us. But you know, when would you ever think that we would leave a game early? No, well, that's what threw me off. Like, <laughs> did they all take a like what's going on? Yeah. What? <laughs> and then you know, I went. I actually went on Twitter and apologized. I said, "Hey, uh, my apologies to the seven line <laughs> for, for calling you." It's out. all but, good. I mean, it happens. You know, you see a sea of orange out there in the seats. It's that you probably you know connect the dots. You think it's us. But... I was there, and it, it looked like us. Like I was sitting behind home plate. It did. Yeah, it did. It did. Yeah. It looked like it's us. all right. That's all right. It's okay. But anyway, for... probably, there was a school. It's probably drinking less. You know, we're not. Yeah, those little kids were not drinking as much as us. But no, they're like, come on, we gotta get back on the bus. <laughs> So anyway, tell us about how this this whole thing started with Facebook. Okay, this is a, a tragedy that turns into something really good. The real story is now before before that happened, um, I had someone from Facebook going, "You really should make Facebook videos. And you should Twitter every tweet every day." I said, "I'm not. I'm not going to do that." No, this is what this is what everyone does now. I said, "I I don't." I don't want to have to try to come up with something funny every day to, to tweet out and put, make a video of like, hey, uh, I'm going to be at the comedy club in North Carolina. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I, 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 don't, I can't do it. Um, so she, she's like, please, your fan base just, you're very relatable. You don't even have to be funny. So I started making videos around I want to say February 2015, and then uh, March, make the last week in February and in March. Now, at the time, my wife was her second round of cancer, so she was going through chemo, right? So it was chemo day. She's home, and she looks, you know, she's got no energy. She's got no hair. She's sitting there, looks like an alien laying down and she's watching me watch Bartolo Colon against Max Serzer and going any by any I'm going come on don't let us no hit us he had a no hitter going into like the, the seventh inning I'm like you know and the kid said Max Serzer was bought for five billion dollars and he's the savior of the Nationals and you know, and the Mets respond with Bartolo and Cologne. This should be a disaster. But Cologne's going toe for toe 
with Max Scherzer. And she's watching me. And I get up every inning, like, come on, and in. And then we took the lead, I want to say the seventh, maybe the eighth inning. We broke the no-hitter. I can't remember. It was one nothing or 2 nothing. I just remember it was super close. So it's going to the ninth inning. I'm like, oh, yeah, you big bad man. I'm like, come on, take him down. And I turn around, and my wife's. She's got this, she looks like E.T., and she's got this grin on her face. I said, what are you, what, what's so funny over there? And she went, this is what you should be making videos of. And I, it was like a movie. I went, oh, my God. That's freaking brilliant. And she went, don't, don't, don't try to be funny. Just do it, do it as the fan. Do it as the fan. The people will love it. And she's always wanted me to be a um, to call the game. She's like, you should be a Mets uh, announcer, and you should just retire. That's what you should be doing. She's been saying that my whole life. Something with the Mets, your whole life. You should leave everything and do that. And I just, I went, oh my god, that's freaking brilliant. And she went, don't, don't, don't edit it. Just, just record it and put it out there. And so I did it, and I, it was the most fun I ever had with a video because it was real, and it was passionate. And I, I was like, dig, dig, Max, I can't remember the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. So now when I was done, she goes, you have to do every game. I went, are you out of your mind? I said, do you know how many games? Like, There's like 80. I went, no, there's 162 games in a season. She goes, do every game. Well, I'm not doing every game. I'll do like the Mets, Yankees. No, every game. So you're, you're crazy. Well, that night, I start getting messages. Hey, man, I saw you on ESPN. What? What do you mean? What are you talking about? You, I don't know. You did something with the Mets? I didn't, what are you talking about? Dude, you, the Mets have you on their website. What? What are you talking about? By... So it spread like wildfire. Yeah, really quick. I, I, I had no clue how social media works. I really, I really didn't. I was fighting it. I didn't get it. And then the real break, it wasn't the playoffs that happened. They started off two and three. So I remember being in Arizona, and they were lost like two or three of the Braves. And I'm like, you know, and I'm going, Sandy Allison, are you watching this? <laughs> Are you watching this? We can't even. We're, we're already under fire. And then they won 11 straight games. Yeah. And that 11-game streak then led to MLB reaching out, all the local New York media reaching out. And then it was like, have you seen what Jim Brewer does with ball games and recaps and this and that? And that. And that's when you actually were in the booth right after that because it was like May, I think. So the whole, right. the whole month of April you were doing it. And then in May, in May you were like throwing out the first pitch, sitting in the booth. Right. It, was, it, was, it happened it was quick. Nuts. happened very quick. But you brought up your wife uh, briefly there. But I listened to your podcast in the beginning when you first started. I think you were just like sitting there upstate you know, talking for, for however oh, long. Yeah. And the first one, you actually, if people want to rewind, I don't know what episode that is, but you could search through your name yeah, on like iTunes. I forgot about that. You explain your story about how you met your wife, and that's a crazy story too. So we won't talk about that now, but anyone that wants to know, Jim has a podcast. You should go check that out. But anyway, I do have the video here from your first recap. You're not going to be able to hear it, but oh, the, fans wow. at, the fans at home will. I'm going to play it right now. The short, Flores on the back. He 
Let's go Mets! Oh, Mets Scherzer, $200 million! Yeah! Happy opening day! <laughs> And that was it. That started the whole thing. Yeah. So, so no, we, we love it. And we, it's, it's great that even when you're on the road and stuff, you still stay connected with the team and you still watch the games. And, you know, it's, it's got to be tough, too, because, you know, not like liking a sport team is anything like picking a side in, in politics. But I'm sure that, you know, when you are such a diehard Met fan, someone that might like your page that is not a Met fan might be like, I don't want to see this shit. You know what I mean? So I'm sure you That's get, exactly what happened. I'm Dude, sure you get some blowback. with the Met. Yeah, but like, listen, just deal with it because this is who I am, and you know, you know, take it or leave it. If you don't like it, don't watch the video. Pretty much, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But right. something, the cool thing that happened was I started making friends on there from other teams. I did see that, and yeah, you actually, when you go on the road, you actually invited some people backstage. You know, I've seen things before where like people yeah. met you through Facebook, and then like you're hanging out with them. You know, which is yeah, which is awesome. I went to a game with uh, a Braves fan, this guy Donnie Cleary, who was a big Braves fan. Me and him would go at it. There's uh, a female in um, in Buffalo, Kelly, who's a big Nats fan. Um, watch, so I'm starting to make fans of other teams, and I'm I'm telling them you make recaps, and I'm trying to make um, a little community. I, yeah, and but what I would like to do it is like eventually become the ESPN for fans, run by the fans. So it's not only just doing recaps, but we analyze like the way what you're doing, what I'm doing. Like I, I'm much more fa- – it's fun to listen to the real guys and on the radio and blah, blah, blah. But I want to hear – I want to talk the way we talk when right, no one's right, right. around. And I want to see that from the bo- – I want to I wanna Skype and look at the little 17-year-old Boston punk on the corner Tell me why the Sox are the team to beat this year, and who they have, and the and just that—that that is why I'm, that, I'm trying to build that community. That'd be cool. It's like a Players Tribune for fans. You know? like, that'd be cool. Good. I like that. Yeah. Jeremy and Brian are already talking with Jim Brewer. Um, Jim, before we let you go, uh, tell us about the tour. Um, what do you have coming up for the summer? Um, you have so I know you have stuff with stand up, but also your band, right? Yeah, the band's New York City. Uh, July 12th, The Cutting Room. And and what's cool with the band is I don't just do the music. It's more like a one-man show. Cool. So it's probably one of the coolest shows to see. They score my stories and stuff like that. And it's a, it, I bring you through my lifetime of becoming a comedian through television and film and balancing out family. And I – and so – that's the cutting room show, and then we'll go and go to Vegas. Now the stand-up, I'm touring a lot in July and August, mostly on the West Coast. I'm going to Seattle. I think are you guys you guys aren't in Seattle. Yeah, right? you're gonna be there the same weekend. Yes, July, we're gonna be there July 29th. Yes. No way. Uh, yes. Do you I'm do playing. this? On, you do this on purpose? Of course. <laughs> 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 no, we're gonna be in we're gonna be in Seattle July 29th and St. Louis in the, the beginning of July. So next month, like the 8th. Yes, that's me. I'm there each time. So I'm in St. Louis, the beginning of July. I do, uh, I think, Friday and Saturday in St. Louis. Sunday, I'm in, in Kansas City. Then, then the following week is like San Jose, San Diego, San Francisco, L.A. And then I go away. And then the end Seattle. is like the 28th. Yeah. 
yeah, the twenty eighth is Seattle. Works great for Seattle. us, yeah, because you know and what I'm we off on that Sunday. What we did in, in uh, San Diego, we, we actually didn't go to the game on the Friday night. We went and saw you and then went, yeah. to, went to the game on Saturday, and we saw history with Bartolo. So I think like, we have to make that a tradition now. If we go see you on the Friday night and then go to the game on Saturday, we're going to see something special. So I think we're going to have to look on the website, and uh, we'll, we'll tell the Army to get some tickets for the Friday night show in St. Louis. We'll come see you. All right, and let me know how many tickets you need. I do get a certain amount per night per show. And then I'll talk to you off air if you you know if you want to do How about something like with your uh, show. like a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a thousand tickets to the game though, so that's it should be pretty wild. Wow. We, we hit up a bar there, and I called him, and I'm like, "Listen, I know that the the Cardinals fans are all pretty deep, but we have a thousand fans coming. So is it cool that we come to your bar? Because number one, we don't want to show up somewhere uninvited. You know, um, you know, we spend a lot of money, and we want to make sure that they're prepared to uh, feed and uh, and 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 quench our thirst to a thousand Mets fans. So it should be a fun time. But anyway, Jim, you know, you're the man. Thank you so much for being as cool as you've been with the seven line all these years. And Brian and I thank you for coming on the show and good luck to everything you got going on this summer. And we'll definitely thank see you. you out in St. Louis. All right, man. I can't wait. I'll see you guys soon. Thanks, Thanks brother. Appreciate guys, it. Have a good one. Thank you. Excellent. Oh, stop getting up when the baby's crying. <laughs> later. Thanks, man. Jim Brewer, ladies and gentlemen, what can you say? That was awesome. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, you know what it is? Like, the only reason that we don't let her just cry it out is because I didn't put the anchors on the sides of the the, um, the dresser. And I always see the the horror stories on the news where, like, the baby starts bugging out and freaking flips the thing over. So that's the only reason we don't just let her sit in there and, and just work it out on I her own, you know? We're in, you know, he's still in her room, so. So uh, anyway, so thanks to Jim. That was that was that was cool for him to take the time to, to chat with us. And you know, he's been he's been super cool with us the past couple of years. And like we were talking about in the interview, it's got to be tough to be put in that situation where you're with a group that obviously everyone knows who you are, and everyone wants like a piece of your of your day. You sure. know, take a photo with me, whatever. Talk to me about this and that. Of course, you know, but um, yeah, he's cool. Takes it in stride. The best. Um, so we got, a, we got a lot of ground to cover here. Thank goodness there's no game. Yeah, we do have some voicemails. I'm going to leave the, the not the best for last, but uh, we do have a clip of the week that uh, we think is a pretty funny one. So we're going to play a certain question at the end and uh, get into our clip of the week. But before we do that, share the show. You're going to win a free hat. You might win a free hat. We're going to scroll through the names at the end of the show, pick one of, the, one of you guys out to win one of the hats. 14 new ones coming out on Monday. You get one right now for free just by sharing the show. So uh, let's get to this first one here. Hey, guys. This is Andy from Flushing. Is there one rule in baseball you would like to see change and why? Let's go Mets. I think it would be awesome if the Mets could start the game with three runs already. Yeah, that would be <laughs> ideal. No, uh, I don't know. There's not that many rules that I want to change. What, what about you? I, I do know one. I'm gonna. I'll let I, you go first. No, though. you go because I got to think. I hate that they allow the coaches to watch the TVs before Agreed. they or pick up the phone. Agreed. I hate that. Agreed. If you think you saw it better than me, let's get this over with. Challenge and, and you know they want to speed the game up. That takes forever. No crew chief challenges. Also, hate that's it. Awful. They hate need it. to revamp the whole replay. I mean, system. Challenges aren't going away. Challenges are here to stay. No, but that's fine. But look, look. If you think bang bang play. He was safe. I don't care what you think. I challenge it. Right. If you get it wrong, you're done. You're finished. No crew chief challenges, no anything. You are done. I hate this stuff where you use your challenge, but then the umpires can come together, and the crew chief can say, well, okay, we're going to look at that one. And then, okay, well, the whole team's off the friggin' field like happened on Sunday, and we're going to look at oh, that yeah. one too. It's like, come on. Get out of here. We didn't talk about that. There was two seventh-inning stretches on Sunday. 
the inning was over, and then they had to come back out, and they, they sang God Bless America, which I know you don't like that much. No, whatever. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Not to bring that up again. Say, but anyway. I'm getting in more trouble than I They sang God today. Bless America. They did the whole hokey pokey, whatever the hell they do for <laughs> yeah, the, for the seventh inning. They should do the hokey pokey. <laughs> I'd be into that. And then they had to come out and, and, and finish, the, finish the inning. But anyway, yeah, so – I, I hate the challenge. I mean, the challenge is what it is. It's not going anywhere. But I do do not like that the coaches can pick up a phone to say, "Hey, what do you think? Should we challenge?" That get rid of that. Like, I would. I would. That's yeah. not really a rule, but that's something I would like changed. I kind of miss the fake to third, throw to first. I miss it. I miss that Turk Wendell fake to third, throw to first. Bring it back. So anything you want to change? Or are you, we're both on the same page there. We're with the on challenges. the same page. Replay needs to be completely overhauled. All right, we got one here from Matt, who's like, I think this is like three weeks straight. A question from Matt. Matt, man. What's up, guys? So Matt, my question this week is, do you guys think that Terry Collins' old age is becoming a factor <laughs> in his managerial decisions? We got away with one last night because we didn't have to really use the bullpen like that, but when he yanks guys like Gazelman and gives reason like he wanted him to come out feeling good, like you guys frequently say on the show, is absurd. And to yank Gazelman, he'll throw in a guy like Neil Ramirez in the close game who's totally unproven and that's just a, a lunatic move to say the least so what do you guys think is does terry collins is does his old age have something to do with his managerial decisions just being like really off this season what do you guys think peace <laughs> that's great i do not think that yeah. terry's like ready for the retirement yeah, i don't home. think he you has know, black on the brain or anything like that like, i think it's just a you know what but retire tomorrow we're gonna drop you over the nursing home yeah, and flushing, yeah. you know on i think the it's just a matter of not having enough good pitching man not enough uh quality arms down there you mentioned when ramirez came in in a close game his options are limited you know That's he does make thing. some bonehead plays we did call him out a couple episodes ago where yeah. you said it was like the worst game yeah. you've ever seen him manage in his career but i don't think his age has anything to do with it i think the players and the injuries and everything else that's been freaking piled on his back look um, yeah the manager can only turn in so many different directions and how many ways can you answer the same freaking question you know oh, every yeah. day he's got to do the same the same interviews and the same questions and and what do you think about this and that and it's just like it's getting old you know what i mean and i'm sure it's tiring to be answering the same freaking questions every day but I, so. I do not think his age has anything to do with it but uh we did call out rally man last week he sent us an fmk with three men and not that there's anything wrong with that, but we're both married men. We're not going to cheat on our wives. Um, not with a man. We're not going to cheat on our wives anyway. So, <laughs> but certainly uh, not with a man. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, to send... Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, no, no problem with that. But, you know, if that's your thing, go for it. But uh, to send us an FMK with, for two married men with with babies doesn't really make much sense. So he did um, send us one with girls. Okay. So not to piss our wives off, but we're going to have to decide. Hey, boys. All right. FMK, Alexa Dat Rosenberg, Taylor Rooks, and Mrs. Met. Three ladies to choose from. And as always, this is your Rally Man from Section 515 and the Big Apple. You know what? This is the first time he didn't ask a question and tell us his answer. Uh, no, he's shorted he, up. He shorted before. up. Yeah. yeah well, you know what? Like, I sent you this question prior because, you know what? I liked last week that we didn't have any prep, but I did send you the question prior. You didn't tell me your answers. I didn't. But I didn't know the girl in the middle, so I automatically decided that she was going to be my kill. Because, Taylor? Yeah, I didn't know that. Like, I actually 
Do you want to you see who she is? Oh, do you, you saw her last night? I googled her afterwards, but I already decided. Like that's that's my kill. I can't. I you know I didn't know who she was. So if she's not, in, if I don't know who she is now, then if I have to kill her, then it's not no skin off my back. You know what I mean? Okay. So she's my kill. <laughs> I guess you'd have to marry Alexa because she seems pretty chill. I'm not a big big blonde guy, but whatever. I give her a box of hair dye, and then I'd have to. <laughs> oh my! She has to dye her hair. Yeah, she dye her, then I marry her, okay. and then uh, no wait. FM. Wait, so I would. So you, you're gonna. You're... Oh, I'd have sex with Mrs. Met. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a furry. No. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Well, well that's the show, and uh... <laughs> no, but that's the safest bet here. You know, I, I, if you have to choose three, there, I think that's the safest bet. But you can go give you your reasons. Uh. Okay. <laughs> um, Not to put you on the spot here. I, I don't know if uh, if your if your wife's watching. Yeah, well, she, I'll tell her to skip this episode. Um, Alexa, I would marry. I like Alexa. She's very... Uh, met her once. She's very talented. She's not with the team anymore, I don't think. I don't think so, no. You know what they replaced her with? It's like another blonde. Yeah, just another blonde girl, yeah. which which isn't fair at all because Alexa's super talented. I don't know if you've heard her podcast. Which I actually gave her a lot. Of, we were talking about the whole Scott, Scott Braun thing uh-huh. earlier, how he would get so much shit because now he's filling in for... Um, you know, he filled in for Gary a couple mm-hmm. days and like the same thing with Gelbs. Gelbs got crapped on because he was filling in for KB. Right. But... Um, Alexa was doing her thing, you know, and and you would automatically be like, oh, she's just a pretty blonde and she doesn't no, really know anything. She's fantastic. If you Google her and like check out her she's YouTube fantastic. reel and married to Peter Rosenberg, right, right, right. Who, See, that's probably why you like her too because he's well, a wrestling guy. He, but. he does, he does. He's Cheap Heat is one of my favorite podcasts. Hi, Pete, Cheap if you're watching. Pete? Yeah, that's his. Uh, Cheap Heat is when you say something that you know the crowd is easily going to react to to get yourself mad. Be like, and it's great to be here so in such like a garbage town, like. Medford, New York, you know, it's like, that's cheap heat. You know, you're getting heat just for, like, bashing the town. That's his gimmick? Like that. Yeah, yeah, his gimmick. Uh, so that's the name of the podcast. Cheap Pete Jones? Cheap Pete Jones, yeah. So I like Peter, and he's done some things on WWE Network. And through listening to him, I became familiar with his wife's work, who I just think is super talented. So I'll marry her because, you know. And um, I'm going to kill Mrs. America. What? I got a Say it louder, because we're not going to be able to hear that. I'm going to kill Mrs. Matt. I got a little thing for Taylor Rooks. All right. I didn't know who she was, but I'll put in the good word if I ever see her again. She's she's pretty. She's pretty stylish. Okay. Fine with it. Moving right along uh, to our clip. Yes. I did ask. It to is. our clip of the week. Oh, yeah. I'm not exactly sure if the sound is working right now, because I tested this earlier. So what this is, is us doing the Struck Em Out chant. I was walking back from the bathroom at this moment, and it happened to be an inning-ending strikeout, and uh, I ended up recording that. But what I didn't notice, that in the corner, I think Rocky may have pointed it out first. Yeah? In the corner, our boy Rallyman has a little bit of a slip-up. Yeah. So let's check this out. So this is Rallyman in the, in, the, in the aisle here. Boom! <laughs> Down goes Frazier. So I don't know what the hell. I put it in slow-mo. There's Rallyman in the cape. Hey, hey, boom! Shakalaka. <laughs> yeah. So Rallyman takes a nice little slide there. I don't know how that happened, or or what was going on there, but someone said like it looks like you got sniped from the shade bridge. <laughs> so you can't catch something like this uh, and and not try to have fun with it. So I did see a bunch of that RKO stuff. Yeah. And this is a very shitty version of it, but here is this moment as RK. Do you say as RKO? RKO'd or Rally Man being RKO'd? Yeah, Rally Man being RKO'd. All right, so here you go. Randy Orton in a place we've never seen him before. 
Oh, so, vintage Horton. So I don't know if you call that a meme or whatever the hell it is, yeah. but a little edit there for for our boy Rally Man. And um, I, I love that he's he's still doing his thing. You know, like his brand of cheering is not everyone's cup of tea, but he doesn't care. And, you know, like it's it's he's going out and he's just doing it and whatever. There is two people. There is Charlie and his Rally Man, and I think sometimes he gets confused who's who for a second. But um, I like it. Anything that brings more excitement to a ballpark is cool. It's awesome. And um, he's having a fun time. So yeah. shout out to him. Fun is fun. So before we move on to our uh, Facebook portion of this. Last week, we did show off those pins. Yes. We said, like, oh, we got these pins coming in. Well, I wasn't at work yesterday, uh, and Lizzie was, so I have to show off a photo of the pins. Check it out. So Lizzie tweeted this yesterday, at Lizzie, L-I-Z-Y underscore T-7-L. Um, she opened up the box and sent me this photo. It looks pretty sick. So these these pins will go up after we get through our hat sale. The hat sale is our number one priority right now. They go up on Monday at 10 a.m. Let me put a photo up of this up. Monday at 10 a.m. Uh, we have 14 different styles. The top level here, if you're the top row here, if you're watching, uh, are the fitteds. The ones underneath it are uh, adjustables, and the six on the bottom are all snapbacks. So um, we have sizes six and seven eighths up until eight. And a quarter. Eight, eight and a quarter, really? Eight and a quarter on our fitteds now. Big boy. And um, I'm wearing the Polo Grounds one, and you got the ice cream one. Yep. You actually, this was your idea. So it, if you it, want to talk about it quickly, that's the 1997 yeah. ice cream cap. Yeah, so basically, I have been harassing Darren to do something inspired by the uh, Snow White uniforms and the ice cream man cap for, I don't know if you remember this, but I sent you, I was sending you mock-ups on your anniversary last year in 2016, and only like after three or four text messages in a, in a row, I realized that like you guys were probably out to dinner and I was interrupting your night. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. But you know what's funny too is you do all of your mock-ups in, in like paint. paint. In paint. Like MS Paint. Yeah. So I don't even know how you put... You could easily, with what you pull off in MS Paint, you can create masterpieces in Photoshop. I, I You know, I for whatever <laughs> reason, I never learned Photoshop. No one ever taught it's me not Photoshop. Very and then, I don't know, whatever. Paint was always there. I had Microsoft computers growing up, so I just doodled around in paint it's really stupid anyway uh so i mocked up some of these hats i almost sent you the mock the original mock-up that you should have you would have put it i up. know i should have i should have done that but um so yeah so this is in 1997 one year only uh the mets had a white cap uh white crown blue brim it had the ny this is this mimics the uh script that was on the front of the chest and if you notice which i love is a great Your uniform heads out there yeah man there, there's an extra outline of white around there which if you look on the uniforms from i believe 97 or 96 or 97 until they added the block dro uh, the black drop shadow there was an extra white outline so that's awesome and then you got the the picture of Darren's bowl of ice cream that he took if you Let's follow get a close up of that media. one I gotta yeah. say that. yeah do that which is awesome he was he was tweeted I back in the winter like oh dude you know this is research for work which was great um, and people I probably thought we were coming out with an ice cream or something <laughs> yeah. like that but, yeah uh, so the inside of the hat is uh, on the front of the crown is a photo of vanilla ice cream with orange and blue sprinkles on there yeah. so just you know we're, we're trying to add little touches to the caps now that mean something to diehard Mets fans so like the Shea Bridge cap has a the history of Willie Mae Shea and how Shea and the Mets came to be so we're, we're trying to add little touches that are just make the, the, the caps a little bit more special so I think fans tend to appreciate that but if you want one of those for free share the show right now we're going to do a little facebook q a before we turn this thing off we will select one person that shares the show to select any of those 14 hats for free we'll mail it to you tomorrow so thank you for sharing oh, when am i when am i uh tank tops coming out uh we have to get through these hats we have six thousand hats all so, right so uh, buy, all, buy all the hats so i can get my tank top yeah if you follow you know any of our social media we posted the 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 photo i think they they showed up on monday 
Um, and you know, it was 90 boxes, four skids, and I think each skid was like 500. Wait, hold on. We got, we got a special visitor. <laughs> uh, what is that? Don't, don't trip over the, the cord yeah, there. Um, my father-in-law is, come, come on in. Say hello. Come on in. Come on into the, we got, uh, what's up? What's going on? Look at this. No oh, you're wearing a green you're wearing a green shirt. Oh, you're 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 <laughs> invisible. Look, you're look, invisible. Am I really? Wow, look at that. I'm orange and blue, but not really. <laughs> duck down a little bit. Say what's up. I'll duck down. Hey All right. gang. Camera's there. <laughs> what's happening? Thanks for, thanks for the cheesecake. Cheesecake. I'm dude, I'm in. in. Yeah, Thank go you. for it. Go yeah. for it. I got one thing to say you all Met fans. Okay. What's that? This year we're having trouble with pitching. We got great hitters. A couple of years ago, we had great pitching, and we needed the good hitters. You know, the tide comes and it goes. That's right. That's true. You know, but you know what? The tide comes and it goes. Should be our unofficial slogan of this show. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was way too profound for for us. I think. Well, you know, I got a couple of years on you. Guys. <laughs> It'll catch on. Don't worry. Right. I like us. Well, thank you for the cheesecake. Anyway, That's you awesome. Guys have a great day. All right. I'll, I'll, <laughs> Kelly's dad, folks. Don't trip. Don't trip over the light. Tight quarters back here. I have to do that every week, like eight times. No, yeah. no. We did talk about it when we first started the show. We're like, this is we good. We thought we were going to. That's awesome. We were going to have. Then it's like four different options here, but yeah. we, we thought we were going to have more space behind us. This is this is like ten, ten by eight. It's a very tight quarters here. So eventually, when we do move, we might actually have more space behind us where we can actually have more guests and people sit with us and, and start doing in-person interviews rather than the Skype thing. So we'll, we'll talk more about that later. But any good questions coming in so far? I don't know. I'm or none? Or are you just eating cheesecake? Come on, man. What the heck? <laughs> All right. Hold on. I got to look at this now. These are good. These are the ones that were in the freezer? Awesome. Yeah, beer, beer and cheesecake. Those are great. Your wife says hello. <laughs> Your wife says hello. Everyone's like, <laughs> hi, Kelly's dad. Oh, and he, he's going to be at the game on Tuesday. So if you want to meet the real man uh, behind the cheesecake, uh, come and say what's up the on Tuesday. The man behind the cheesecake. Uh, <laughs> Rally Man wants to know when do the pins drop? What date? You got Weren't date? you just listening? No, we don't know. Uh, once we get through these hats, I got to see what's going on with the hats. We have 6,000 hats and three employees. So if, if they sell out in like two seconds, we're going to have our hands full. So we got to make boxes uh, around the clock and get ready for the sale. So I can't put more on our plate. Plus, we're moving. So I don't want to like put too much on the plate right now. We have two outings next month. We're trying to move. So as soon as we possibly can, we're going to sell them. Michael Hyland wants to know any new jackets. Uh, I went to my high school. What's up, Mike? Oh, um, yeah, we do have the, the Roosevelt jacket in white. I wore that to the premiere at the uh, to bring that up. Yeah, well, people saw it. So I mean, you know, I t I like to tease stuff every once in a while. So that night I wore the rally cap and the white Roosevelt jacket. So that will be out towards, you know, the fall. So more like Septemberish. People aren't really buying jackets in July. So um, we do have another 3000 apple beanies coming in August. So we'll probably prepare August Septemberish for the apple beanies and another jacket. Tom Zalizi wants to know if I could I would take Taylor Rooks to a WWE live event. Uh, I am previously engaged to the next WWE live event I'm going with, so no, with I, ha I have another date. I, hey, I'm a man of the people. I, I can't you got share a date? my. I got a, I, yeah, I got a date. All right. Uh, Jose wants to know: Am I going to NXT Brooklyn? That's where I'm going. I'm going to NXT Takeover Brooklyn, so it's going to be a lot of fun. It's August 19th. Um, we don't have an outing, um, so it's going to be awesome. I go every year, and it's the best wrestling show of the year, and for my money. What's so. that NXT? Is that WWE? Is that like its own thing? Yeah, it's it's a it's a uh, 
it's a part of WWE. It's sort of like their developmental territory. It's cool. It's very cool. Oh my gosh! I'm Did you see? Re- I got an email from the Yankees. I'm on their mailing yeah, list. Yeah, what's now. up with that? I got. An, I, I'm on all the teams' mailing lists. Like once you get in their system of the, the group tickets, you're never off of it. So we still get invited to come out to like Pittsburgh and Philly and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. we do get emails all the time. And last night's email said. The Yankees are having a flash sale on group tickets, which I've never heard the Yankees do in my life. But they st- they can't seem to find a thousand tickets for us to buy for the Subway Series. So there was a question here from someone that said, "When is the Subway Series game at City Field?" I think it's like the August first and second or something. Like that. Just go to the sevenline dot com and click on events, and uh, the whole list of our schedules there. Those tickets aren't up yet. We are, we're not going to the Bronx this year. Our first time in the past three, four years not going there. So Go back and check that if out. If you want to know why, why, it's on the blog. But definitely join us at City Field. That's the next to go up. We actually put up a ticket sale today, and people are like, who wants to spend money on the Mets? Like, why would I want to buy a ticket to the Mets? This and that. Like, more than sitting with us is, is more about the group and the fun and all that. Then not that, not that it's more than the wins and losses. We want to be there. We want to see them win. But this group started before the team was winning in 2015. We sat through 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, and 14 of losing baseball before this group uh, saw the World Series in 2015. So that game that went up today at noon with almost no promotion sold out. Crazy. Well, there you go. So, good, good for Mets fans. Crazy. Um, Lauren Myers wants to know, will you do a he struck him out shirt? There's actually one. Does that show too? Yeah. There's one actually designed. Yeah. There is a he struck him out shirt. Um, no on sale date yet. But we we got so much on our plate right now. It's like I'm I'm purposely not putting out more shirts right now because the Conforto shirt's doing well. The hats is is something that we really got to concentrate on. Um, and I apologize in advance because I'm going to probably go pretty hard Friday, Saturday, and Sunday on promotion on social media. So, um, you know, we got six thousand hats. We got to get rid of them. So, um, okay, so. Anthony Cass, who I had a ball with on Saturday, by the never, way. I don't think I've met Anthony. I, I talked to him on Twitter and stuff. I've never met him in person. Oh, I love this guy, and he makes a mean steak. Um, he wants to know, since it's a little bit of a bummer of a season, um, what, like this is a sort of a bummer of a question. If Did we ever have a moment that made us cry from the Mets? No. You know what? I also said that in Tears of Joy. Like After 2015... Um, walking out of the ballpark when people were very emotional that we just lost the World Series. I wasn't crying because I was like, we weren't even supposed to be here. Look at where this team was before the trade deadline. I was down in Florida uh, visiting my in-laws when Cespedes was 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 uh, brought to the team, and then they, they swept the Nationals, and everything changed, and Wilmer was crying. And like the last the end of that season was so nuts that by the time we got to the, to the World Series, I was like, wow, this is so like surreal. Like a couple months ago, we're dead in the water. You know, people are saying they're 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 quitting the team and they're selling their tickets and this and that. And like, guess what? We're in the World Series. So yep. I was kind of happy, you know, but not happy they lost. But I don't think there'll be a moment that I'm actually tearing up for the team until we're watching the the Canyon of Heroes with them with them yeah. coming down with the. I'll, I'll man up in a minute. Uh, Two thousand six, Game Seven, they lost a crowd. Oh, and I cried, yeah. When they I took missed down when Shea. they took down Shea. I went, yeah. I, I went a couple so. days prior when it was still up, and then what I really wish they would have done at Shea was leave at least one piece of the building up and put like some kind of wall around it, because they've done that in other ballparks, and yeah. they did a nice job of putting the bases in the parking lot. Like If you go, the, 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 base, the, the bases are still there as plaques, as the site of home field, mm-hmm. uh, home plate in first, second, third, and, and the pitcher's mound, but um, it would have been great if they kept a piece up. I guess you know that's parking spots, and you know each parking spot's worth X amount of dollars, so I understand why they didn't do it, but it would have been a great thing to go visit and take a photo in front of the Shea, you know, a wall of Shea. That would have been cool. But Yeah, it would have been cool. Um, 
Uh, yeah, so two two and three years for me. After they lost in 06 and then in 08. So there you go. Um, it looks like Anthony Cass, by the way, you have a taker that uh, Brew will let you RKO him through a table at the next tailgate. <laughs> I let, well, he wants to do that? Yeah, I, I guess. I let Anthony Cass super kick me at last tailgate. What's that? Is that a wrestling thing? It's just like you shoot up the band and then you give it like a kick to the chin. I sold it like a champ, I think. I also got very dirty. What if he like accidentally really did kick you in the face, though? I would. He, 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 <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't working too stiff. It's okay. Um... So what else? Speaking of um, going through tables, yeah. Did you see the thing that Barstool put up today? I know you don't really follow Barstool much, but it started circulating a lot. They're making a documentary about the Bills Mafia. Okay, well that's yeah. Uh, These guys look nuts. They are nuts. They're nuts. Like I don't think I'd be able to. I, that's not Dude, really like a, a my guy style. compound fractured his leg because he decided. First of all. You, you can say whatever you want about WWE. Those guys are some of the best athletes. So people in the are like, world. I can do that. <laughs> this fat ass jumps off like a Bills bus, and he and through like one of those Kirkland tables. Yeah, shout out to Kirkland, love you guys. <laughs> and uh, went through one of those Kirkland tables and like the plastic ones, and he puts his foot straight down on it. There's a reason leg. why wrestlers fall on their backs because it can absorb the hit, and it just went. What an idiot. You, you know, know what it is like the, I talked about this a couple weeks ago. Like I like the Barcelona guys, and like you know, I went to something last night before I went to the SMY thing. Shout out to KFC and fights, and you know, I hung out there for a little bit. But like, there's so many people that. Oh, he said, Brew, by the way, said about. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Uh, that KFC was saying he wants to collaborate with us. I think that'd be fantastic. I did talk to him about something. I said that you know, there's definitely some cross appeal because he's a Mets fan, and yeah. you know, so are we. So I think there's something something there. But the you know, it's not their fault what what the 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 main account posts or retweets or whatever. But the um. There's so many people. There, so. Well, not only that, but like, there's so many people on the internet now that all they care about is being like the kid that that shot the the video of the, the Mr. Met middle finger. They want to get those retweets. They're dying for likes. They they want to be known, and they do stupid stuff like jump off a bus. Yeah. So like, they repost that type of stuff, and I think that dilutes the other stuff that's interesting. Because you see that. You know, I'll say about Barstool, man. Like they have, I like them. You know, they're very like a lot of them guys are talented, but a lot of them like piss people off too. And, and just, they have, they have a lot, a lot of love out there. I mean, like I said, one half thing about Barstool today. I was, got, people replied. I, I was a little nervous about like their Wonder Woman review, movie review. I mean, they're not exactly. Did you see it? I didn't see the movie. Oh, okay. I didn't. I was just worried that it was going to be a like a. You know. Oh, like talking shit? Really? Yeah, you know, you know. I don't know. It's like a did little, you did you read it? Fratty. I didn't. I was, no, a I was little. Say, well, I was afraid to click. That's all I said. That I was afraid <laughs> to click, not knowing what was waiting on the other side for me. You know, what it is? you and know, they get a lot of shit, but you know, up. the uh, it's whatever. It's not their fault that things get retweeted. It's not their fault that guys are jumping through bus, you know, off of buses. But no. what they did post today, if you have any interest, go check that out on Barstool's Twitter. Um, it's like a one minute preview of the most insane tailgate party thing you've ever seen which i guarantee that the guys that are going to those things probably don't care very much about the game they can't because they're 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 throwing themselves off of buses through tables and getting like whacked before the game yeah, you know no. not saying that we don't turn it up a notch also we're doing nothing like that at our <laughs> yeah, tailgate i got parties. super kicked at a tailgate yes. <laughs> yeah but you know what i mean we're but, not yeah. we're not trying to you know compound fracture our legs before we right. go to a baseball game not so trying anyway anything else i don't think so i think that's that's pretty much it so it's time to wrap this one up man Let's, cool. Let's well, go home. Uh, we have to do the, the share thing. Yep. So uh, while you do that, thanks to Jim Brewer. Thanks to you guys for everything. We do have an outing Tuesday night. It is a weekday, so if you've ever hung out with us on a weekday, we do not tailgate on weekdays. People come from work. We don't have enough time to set the tents up and grill and all that good stuff. So we will be at McFadden's starting at around 4 or 5 o'clock. We'll go into the game around 6.30. Game's at 7. It's against the Cubs. 
So even though they, I think they're picking it up a little bit lately, but the the defending world champions are in town. So I'm guaranteeing victory. We are going to win on Tuesday. I guaranteed victory last week too. So we are going to win on Tuesday. And guess what? What's the streak on Sundays? The Sunday two, streak sucks. Two and seven. On they're Sundays. two and seven on Sunday. We will win on Father's Day as well. So our next two outings, guaranteed victories. We're five and one now. By next Sunday, we'll be seven and one. Not that that really does anything for the Mets, <laughs> as far as their their records concerned. They have eighteen games in seventeen days coming up, and a lot of tough opponents with the Cubs. Yeah, Doubleheader this weekend. Lugo and Mats are back. Shout out to them. Nothing but the best for you guys. The Mets are twenty five and thirty two. Seven games. Under and uh, they got a lot of ground to cover, but over those eighteen, what do you what are you saying? What are they going to do? Uh, over I those eighteen, what are they going to go? Wins, losses, next eighteen games. Um, I'm not overly optimistic. I'll say nine and nine. I said eleven and seven. All right. So anyway, Tuesday night. See you there, McFadden's. The beers are cheap. Wear your jerseys if you're not sitting with us. If you are sitting with us and you don't have a jersey, wear orange if you want to be part of the click. Say stop. Oh, uh, oh yeah, you got to choose. Uh, stop. All right, winner of our share contest. Hey now, no way. <laughs> yep. Oh wow, Wayne. All right, Wayne, you got a free hat. So um, I'll email you now. I actually have your phone number. I'll text you because I don't know if you're still watching. So this is this is totally impartial. People think that because last week the three people that won, we actually knew them. But maybe it just means that people that like us are actually sharing the show. So hey. maybe you should get in on that next time. Um, all you gotta do is share the show to be a part of the the contest that we do here, Orange and Blue thing. That's episode 24. See you guys next Thursday, 6 p.m., facebook.com slash the seven line. If you're listening afterwards, we appreciate it. SoundCloud, iTunes. If you can, rate and subscribe. Do all that good stuff. Do you, anything else you want to say? Nothing. Listen, don't curse this time when we turn this thing off. Never. I would never do that. All right. So thanks, guys. See you next week. And see you Tuesday. Tuesday night, guaranteed victory. City Field, Mets, Cubs coming out with us at McFadden's before we go rock that place. All right. Later, guys.